Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> All right. Um, 2023. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, man. So I went, I was at the gym over the holidays. Yeah. Doing, uh, doing a leg day. Yeah. And I was like on the cardio machine doing a warm up. And, uh. I overheard this couple like just talking about some weights that went missing. I guess like, I guess Harry Bailey or maybe leisure centers have some kind of thing where they allow homeless people to come in and like shower at certain times or something like that. And the guy said that since they started that, like weights have been going missing. <laughs> we were just kind of like, we just sparked up a conversation at how it's just unfortunate you know it's like you you want to help those people like obviously but then it comes with a price it mm -hmm. comes with the price of having shady people who abuse drugs and have mental health issues and are sketchy coming into your buildings so, yeah they're just stealing weights off the rack for whatever reason mm -hmm. selling it maybe i don't know if they're if they're using it in the back alley somewhere sweet but um anyway we started talking they asked what i did um and again it's like a you know um husband and wife working out together they started working out right when the pandemic hit and the guy lost 60 pounds since the pandemic. Wow. Him and his wife are just like savages. Like they're not like crazy athletic looking people, but they just love the gym and they went together religiously. His brother did the opposite and I think he gained over a hundred pounds. Jeez. So his brother gained over a hundred pounds and this guy lost about 60 pounds. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was like a good, good conversation. Like we were just like talking and talking and, and this other young guy walks in and they asked me what I did. So I told them like I teach martial arts, like I've had some fights before and they were big fans of the UFC and one championship Bellator. They knew about all that stuff. Mm. And I'm talking to these people and this, the younger guy that had just walked in, he was kind of in the conversation as well. Like here and there he'd give like a, he's a quieter guy, but he'd give like a one word answer every now and then. <clears throat> And finally, the older couple left. They were done their workout, and then it's just me and this other guy. And then we don't really, we kind of stop talking. But then all of a sudden, he's like, "So where do you, like, where do you train out of?" And I was like, "Oh, like modern martial arts, MMAC." And he's like, "Oh, sweet." And he's like, "Yeah, my my brother actually fought in the UFC." And I, in my head, I'm like, "This fucking guy, no, he shut the fuck <laughs> up." Like, I've heard, I've had people like that in my life where they're like, "Oh yeah, like my cousin fights in the UFC," and then they like say the name, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's just not a UFC fighter yeah. or whatever." Yeah. But yeah, this guy, I was like, "Oh no shit!" Like, who's your brother? Just thinking he's just gonna just be an idiot. The guy's he's like Mitch Clark. Right when he said it, I'm like, you look just like Mitch Clark. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. He's got huh. curly hair. He just looked like Mitch Clark, yeah. but a younger version. He was a younger brother. Yeah. Crazy. And I'm like, bro, don't ever let me talk like I'm the guy that knows stuff about martial arts to some other older couple when your brother is Mitch Clark. <laughs> I was like, jump in sooner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I was fucking working out and like talking about fighting and Mitch Clark's brother is just in the gym with me. Crazy. I didn't know he had a brother. Yeah. I didn't either. He's, and I asked him, I was like, why? Like, you didn't want to go down that path? um he's like i'm like he's not my brother's really nice but he's like i'm really nice he's like i literally felt too nice to even do that really like rolling with people hitting pads i just was like i this isn't for me yeah <laughs> i was like that's fair man 
And Mitch is doing the whole wrestling thing now, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, he said his brother's, like, in Edmonton. Yeah, he's, and he's got, like, some acting gigs, which he said it was funny because his, his brother apparently went to school with people that have, like, um, I don't know if it's a degree, but they went to, like, these long courses. Like, they went to school to be, like, a drama, like, to, in drama. Like, I don't know if you can get a drama degree or whatever actors do. Mm-hmm. Mitch Clark got roles before them because he's, he's known. Mm. He, he basically went to school like fighting and now he's acting and his acting friends don't have acting jobs mm. and i was like and he's like yeah it's kind of funny and i was like honestly your brother earned it more yeah he got punched in the head for years yeah. and decades built his name and got in that way he seems like the kind of guy that would be a good fit for pro wrestling too hey for sure just yeah. that personality of like having fun and like yeah. fucking around and yeah he said his brother <laughs> loves it he loves being like the heel like yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that something that would ever spark your interest? Any type of acting? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, man. Like even in drama and anytime we do stuff like that, I never, I don't think I enjoy, I love movies. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies, it was funny. I was watching Patrick Bet David's podcast and, um, who, who's his, who's his partner, the salesman type guy. Can't think of his name. I can think of Adam's name. Um, oh, is it Adam? I thought Adam was the guy who's not the comedian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not the numbers guy, not the boring old numbers guy. There's two other guys. There's the comedian, and then there's kind of his main guy who is on the one with AB. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. That guy. Adam, I think. Okay. They were, they were talking about like New Year's and stuff, and like, you know, they're giving all these like words of wisdom, and then Adam was like, he's like, Look, yeah, we're saying all this shit, but he's like, look, if you don't have like this in a row or this, this, and this, he's like, you don't get to watch movies. Like he kind of like tried to I did hear that. This hard discipline one. And Patrick Bad Dave was like, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this. <laughs> like he's like, movies were my escape. Yeah. Like he's like, I, I busted my ass off. When I got home, I'm putting Netflix on. I'm watching something. Mm-hmm. And just goes to show, hey, like don't, don't just listen to people because they got something that you want. Like you can hear it. But maybe that's not for you. Maybe you fucking like movies and that's literally the only thing you look forward to in a day. Watch yeah. your watch your movies. Yeah. You can still try to accomplish your goals and like put Netflix on sometimes. Man, there's a polar opposite to everything. Yeah. I read so many, you know, self-help books about personality traits and tell yourself positive aff- affirmations. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you're successful. Get obsessed with this. And then that that book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, mm. it's just a disruptor type of a perspective of no successful people I know look in the mirror and tell themselves I am successful. They just work. Right. And it, it kind of was counter to everything I had learned about, you know, envisioning success and manifesting and, and exactly. mantras. And-, and I agreed with a lot of it too. I was like, you know, this is kind of a no nonsense approach and it makes sense. And right. whatever, you know, you could be super successful and watch a movie every night or you could just never watch movies and say I haven't earned them. Right. Period. And, and so it's funny that you brought up mirror. So I'm reading David Goggins book right now, not his new one, his older one. Mm. You, you can't hurt me Yeah, or just can't hurt me. I think it's called just can't hurt me. Yeah. Um, bro, very good book. Yeah. Very good. I, I really need to, yeah, I I need to read it. I've heard about it over and over. I need to read it. So we were just talking about how the guy in that cell art of not giving a fuck. He said like no successful person he knows looks in the mirror and says these things. One of the things that saved David Goggins' life was the accountability mirror. Every night, he looked in the mirror and he'd call himself a fat piece of shit. <laughs> no, no of course joke. He would. Of course he did. <laughs> and and just so everybody knows, like, man, reading this book, 
like literally within the first chapter, I'm like, oh yeah, I understand David Goggins now. You understand why a person like that becomes a person like that. Yeah. Like why he's always just stay hard, motherfucker, like snowing out, sunny out. He's just running. He's just always on. And reading that book, you're like, yeah, totally makes sense. The trauma and the shit that that guy went through to mold him and shape him into that person is insane. Um, but going back to the mirror thing, like that's, that's all he had Yeah. because he didn't, he didn't have reliable, uh, his father beat the shit out of him. Um, when his mom almost tried to remarry, they found love and his dad at the time, his, his, um, stepdad who someone who is actually, he could look up to the guy ran like a successful construction company. Like he seemed like he really loved his mom. Um, and he like showed like good character traits to David Goggins. He proposed to David Goggins wife a couple days later, shot in the chest five times, got killed. He proposed to David Goggins wife or uh, sorry, mom. Okay. Sorry, okay, mom. okay. Yeah. So this new dad, because they've fled their uh, like real dad <laughs> yeah. because he was so abusive. Yeah. Like just ass kickings 24 yeah. seven. So they finally like fled and found this other guy. And then that guy gets shot in the chest four times. And wow. yeah, they're just moving around like all this trauma. But he said there was one, one point in particular he gained a bunch of weight. He got really depressed and he kept playing the victim. And he said, just literally just one day, I think he like, I think it had something to do with boy scouts. Like he, his dad, real dad didn't let him go. And he, instead he just dragged him to like this. Um, he dragged him to, um, horse racing to bet and just gamble all his money away. And he got drunk and mad and beat the fuck out of them again. So David Goggins just had nothing but a mirror and himself. Mm. An accountability mirror. So yeah. every night he would look in the mirror and he would just rattle off brutally, honestly, all the things that he was faulty or felt weak in, you know, like terrified of water, sucked at school. But but he wouldn't say like, you know, because of my upbringing, like I, I have a tough time. Like he would just say, you're a dumb <clears throat> motherfucker. You struggle in school. You're fat. You're obese. You're a fat motherfucker. Lose weight. Like, and he would like have wow. these like harsh conversations with himself, <laughs> but he said that was literally the only thing that motivated him to like take action. Yeah. And he's like, it just gave me power. Like a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, you should speak positively about yourself. And he's like, yeah, but like, I didn't earn it yet. I was still this victim, this weakling, mm -hmm. but he's like, the mirror kept me honest with myself. Mm. And he's like, I could just spit fire at that mirror. And like, I, could, I was like absorbing it and like thickening my own skin by like attacking myself. And so, yeah, he just like, yeah, just speaking about the successful people in the mirror, here's a guy who's, in my opinion, super successful in many ways, but he used a mirror like his whole life. The mirror kept me honest with myself. It's interesting because I, I'm putting up a bunch of art in my office right now at home. And I bought this one big poster of Miyamoto Musashi. And I, I, I don't understand what the picture means, but it's kind of like fascinating to me. So I've been trying to figure out what it means. And it basically there's this old like wise guy who's holding up a mirror and Miyamoto Musashi standing right in front of him looking in the mirror. And I'm like, what does this mean? And I've I actually spent a lot of time looking at it, trying to decipher what it means. And last night I decided to just search Miyamoto Musashi looking in the mirror. And it kind of explained this piece of art. And it was saying, you know, to what you're saying, the mirror never lies. The mirror keeps you honest. It's kind of a reminder to... That, yeah, you know, mirrors don't lie. Like, the way we perceive life through our lens, we have observations and judgments, and we put our little spin on how we, th we see things. But 
whatever looks into a mirror, like the reflection of a mirror is always honest. There's no mm-hmm. judgment. There's no personal observation. There's nothing subjective. It's just a reflection of what is. Right. And it's pretty deep. I was trying to like understand it. But basically that symbol of the mirror is it doesn't lie. Like right. a mirror is always honest. Right. And you should go into that approach with battle of, I guess, not having preconceived notions and just nothing is good or bad. It just is. Yeah. Well, and you can't bullshit anybody like only you know the work you put in yeah like i feel like it's like the m&m moment when he's looking in the mirror like if as long as you trained your ass off and you know you actually did the work required to go to battle or do the rap battle or an actual fight or a sword fight if yeah. you're musashi like you can't lie to anybody else or no you can lie to other people but not yourself if you look in the mirror and you're about to go out and fight someone you're like fuck i skipped a lot of pad sessions or like i skipped a lot of running or i skipped this i ate too many donuts this last weekend like you you can't bullshit yourself exactly you could gain a few pounds and people around you could be like no it's fine you look fine you, right. you haven't gained weight but you look in the mirror the mirror won't lie to yeah, you yeah 100% <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so it's it's a really um i like the book cuz it just shows the importance of battling your own demons. Like it's, it's Mm. not, it's not about anybody else. It's not about his father that was super abusive. It's not about his mom that neglected him. It's, it's not about any of these teachers that, you know, abused him or called him the N word, which happened so much. People would spray paint the N word on him. It was just about like how much he could push past his like comfort barrier. And he just, and he, so he has like these really cool examples of like how to, callous the mind he calls it Mm. but man it's it's a really good book yeah and yeah again just reading it you just always think like fuck man sometimes you it's so easy to judge people and then you hear their story and you're like yeah it makes sense why you're david goggins yeah you know yeah you see somebody like acting crazy and you're like what the fuck is wrong with you then you find out their history and you're like okay (laughs) yeah it's like every day is a fight for this person yeah yeah man crazy and he's just talking about like his seals training right now and like going through buds and um, hell week, mm. man, it's just crazy. Like yeah. he calls it taking souls. And, uh, he had this, <laughs> he had this one, uh, psycho, psycho something they called him, but it was one of the instructors who like, like their job is to try to make you quit. Yeah. He's like, they're not looking for athletes. They're not looking for like freak specimen. Like we all are. He's like, everyone that makes it to this like hell week is a good athlete. <clears throat> like they're a savage to the nor- average person. He's like, they're seeing how far you can push mentally like they're trying to break you and he said like this whole idea of like taking souls was that like when they when they break you in hell week like you have blisters on your fingers your toes your skin is chafed it's dry you got sand in your teeth your ears like you're so beaten down sleep deprived sleep deprived like for days they wouldn't sleep and then they would they'd let you nap and then as soon as you fell asleep five minutes later alarm would go off they're like get back to the ocean get back to the fucking ocean they got to strap their boots on and run back and they're disoriented because they're tired they're so sore their knees are blown out but he said they have to kept they had to keep pushing and the final the final day the one time it was like the final push of hell these guys were like literally like dead like they were kind of just they had to like 
have a boat over their head. So the whole team carried the boat and they have to put it down to the ground and pick it back up over the head, put it to the ground, put, pick it back over the head and just over and over again. And they started dogging it and the instructor could see it. So the instructor was like, oh, I almost have him about to quit. Because if you quit once, you're done. You have to start all over again. So there's like a famous thing. It's like a statue at the beginning of like when you, when you enter into Hell Week that if you quit, you place your helmet on there. 150 people start on average, 40 people make it. So out of 150 badasses, there's about 40 people that make it through. Yeah, 110 so, quit. Yeah, and so like all these people put their helmets on and at the very end, he's about to get this, like David Goggins and his whole crew is about to like give up. And David Goggins, he, speaking of taking souls, he looks at the instructor and he starts to smile at him and egg him on because he just was so fucked up and like almost dead that he's like, I just have to do something. So he's like, fucking starts talking shit to the instructor. Like... <sighs> Like starts to being like, is that all you got? Fucking like, let's go. And then he, but he said what happened was you just have this weird invisible reserve that you didn't know you had. Mm. He's like, literally when I, as soon as I started like talking shit to him, he's like, not just me, my whole crew got like a, a second wind from nowhere. Wow. And all of a sudden that boat was flying through the, uh, through the air and then touching the ground and just, we were, it was like, we just started. Wow. And yeah, like we, we all crushed it. He's like, that's crazy. Like, apparently his crew is the only crew that they lost. Nobody, nobody in their crew put their helmet on the, wow. on the that's statue. That's so yeah, intense. just like gangster moments where you're like, Man, David Goggins is a savage. It's motivating, eh? He's a savage. Crazy, man. Yeah, so yeah, really good book. My girlfriend got me um, the book Breathe. It's I can't mm. remember the dude's name, but he was on a podcast. Yeah. He's like the breath expert. Yeah, yeah. So I want to like read J- that. James Nectar or Nestor? Yes, I think James Nestor maybe. Yeah. Um, I haven't started it yet, but I'm reading this book. I might have kind of mentioned it to you. It's called, um, um, it's by Brennan Burchard. It's called, fuck, what's it called? High performance habits. Okay. Then, you know, I seen it. I bought it at the used bookstore a few weeks back and I was thinking, okay, I've read a hundred books like this, you know, how to hype, be a high performer, this right. and that, man, this one is very special. Like it's a really good book. Huh. And so this guy, Brennan Burchard, he's one of those guys that, you know, lived a midlife, you know, had a near death experience and then had a whole new lease on life, different perspective after that. And it kind of reminds me of Tim Ferriss's book, The Tools of Titans, when he oh, goes yeah. around and interviews the best people. Um, every like you could tell, there's a lot of work in cultivating all the information for this book, and it's just about like getting clarity, like bringing more energy to whatever you do, um, having necessity, which is like that internal drive, and just being more productive and influencing and having courage. And it's one of those books. It kind of made me think about something you said on a podcast a while back. You can read a book or you can study a book, you know? And like, I don't think every book is meant to be studied. I mean, right. like if you think of like The Alchemist, it's just a good storytelling right. book. You read it. Maybe there's a couple things you take away, but you're not supposed to study it. But right. this is one of those books where, I mean, if you read it, great. You're way ahead of somebody who doesn't read it. But if you study this book and you like put the work in and, you know, take take notes and highlight and think about how you can apply it to yourself and review it regularly. Like this book could definitely change your hmm. life, make you way more productive, make you way more of a, you know, high performer. Interesting. And, uh, I think I'm going to do that once I'm done is go back and like apply and kind of, you know, look at it, right. look at things from, from my view on it and huh. how I can utilize it. But 
really good. It's one of those ones where you're reading it and while you're reading it, you're like, yes, like this is it. Right. Like this is the truth. Like, I love that, man. This is what you need to do to get ahead. There's no, there's no shortcut. Like you need to be very introspective and like find crystal clear clarity. Right. And like do the work, like before each meeting, before each presentation, like what is your intent to get out of it? And just being like really conscious about mm-hmm. everything you do. Huh. And um, so, yeah, it's super, like I'm just fired up every morning to read this. That's so nice to have a yeah. book like that. Like I told myself this year, I think this year is going to be the, the year of like story books. Like I just mm. want to read people's stories. Man. Yeah. I'm so into this David Goggins yeah. story right now. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. What was I just going to say off the thing you just said? Um, high performance. God damn. I don't know. Shit. Storytelling books, biographies, David Goggins. What's the book called again? High Performance Habits. God damn it. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Add something off that. But... It'll come. Interrupt me if it comes. Yeah. Um, interesting concept. So I'll, I'll get into it in a second, but I just finished the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Robert Greene's book, The Daily Laws. One, oh, one yeah. page a year book. Yeah. And um, so that's the first time I've ever done that. A 365 page book, read one page a day after a year it's done. So I literally started January 1st last year and December 31st, obviously finished the last page. And yep. it's really weird when you finish that last page and you look at this Bible like book and it doesn't feel like you read it, but you're like, I read every page in this book. Right. And um, it really made me think of like delayed gratification and even investing if you want to use an analogy, cause it's like one page a day is insignificant. I would read a page of this and put it down and then read whatever book I'm actually reading. And, um, so it doesn't feel like you're even reading it. And it just reminded me, of, sorry. And then you can see how much productivity, how much leeway you've made over that year right. just by reading a page a day. And like, let's say you invest 200 bucks a month for 365 months. Like most a lot of people, I should say, can invest $200 a month, even if it's just putting it in a separate account. And um, it's not going to like have a huge impact on your life. You can live your life. It, it is what it is. Um, after 365 months, it's, it's I think it's $73,000 that you'd have. It's 30 years, you know, <laughs> but it's like, it's just one of those things where it's right. so insig- insignificant and it's one of those things that you can do and forget about doing. And then in a certain amount of time, it's like, holy shit. Right. You know, I haven't, and no compounding interest. This is just a separate account. Put it in a jar. Right, yeah. And, um, it's just one of those things. It's like, man, the little things you do on a consistent daily or weekly or monthly basis really pay off. If you can just do them ruthlessly and not think about it. Yeah. You know, but there is a concept from that book on one of the last pages what do you think about like you hear a lot of it these days prolonging life and i'm not talking about you know exercising more eating healthier to get another five ten years on your life but prolonging your life 50 to 100 years you know people with you know anti-aging anti-aging there's this injections and all neural stuff all of this high-tech stuff people want to live to be 200 years old now 150 years old now what do you what do you think of that it sounds like hell to me yeah, it, it's. I I feel like we're um we're knocking on the devil's door. Like, there's a part of me that I, I genuinely think we're supposed to die, and I think this craze or this like urge of a lot of like these um, scientists and really wealthy people like trying to live forever. 
like trying to be immortal freaks me out. So you would agree with Robert Greene? He is, is it Robert? Yeah, you'd agree with Robert. Why am I having a, it's Robert Greene, right? The guy that wrote the book? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. having a brain fart. Yeah. Um, he thinks that all of these people that are about extended living, prolonged life, living forever, he thinks it's the most narcissistic, selfish, stupid thing you could actually ever do. He says we have one, our, our only right is to be born and to live and die. And he just says how um, it's just absurdly selfish and it's you're trying to like break the code of human nature and the only thing that is our reality and he just talks about how selfish it is to try to like let's say there's 8 billion people on this earth if everybody did that and then there's going to be 15 billion people just the, the lack of air space resources and he just thinks it's absolutely ridiculous yeah i would agree i mean kurt and i were talking about this the other day like i asked him how his dogs are doing and like you know, we, we just got in the conversation of like, we've gotten really soft or at least our ideas of death are very, I don't know, maybe just skewed. Like sometimes like we, we have these pets that we love or we say that we love and then we string them along this like shitty existence just because like we're afraid to let them go. Whereas like in the wild, that thing would have been dead four years early because he can't keep up. Like something would have just killed him. But we just like, we just keep wanting to like hang on to life, even if we're limping around, wheeling around, you know? And yeah. And so like, it's like, are we, do we get soft or like, is our view of death skewed or does it just mean that we're more loving, trying to keep humans and pets alive more? Like, bro, I think when Layla can't jump into my truck, she's going that's the, that's her time. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't want her to be in existence where we know what she is and what she's like born to do when that gets taken from her. I don't think I want her around anymore. And I don't think she wants to be around anymore. Yeah. And so like, I'm just going to make the call, you know, and just put her down. Yeah. You can't jump into the truck anymore. Then we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Does yeah. that mean I'm a bad dude? Or is the person a bad dude for like, man, this guy in our condo, he walks this dog and like, God bless him. He seems like he just loves his dog, but he just doesn't want to put it down. That dog is in fucking pain. Mm. Like the way that dog walks, man, like I'm like, you need to kill that thing. It is not having fun out here. It's just so slow. And he just slowly walks this dog and it's kind of hobbling and limping. It's got patchy fur. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, so let's say Layla couldn't jump into your truck and she's, it's that time. Would you take it into your own hands or would you take it to a vet? I'd probably take, I don't have a gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all like, I'm four people having guns, but I don't have a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? Strangle her to death? Well, just it's brown and powder. You, you'd have to have a gun, take her out to a farm For or sure. something, you know, but yeah, I, I think I would just pay the money yeah. and do it properly. Like yeah. in, in the van or somewhere where Layla's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, um, it's, it's interesting to think about because that's Robert Greene's perspective too is it's just like there's this um, people want to prioritize themselves these days and like I don't know if it's old school but I agree with you too. It's like there's a time for us to not be selfish but like live for ourselves and then there's a time to like maybe live for your family and like maybe mentor, maybe give back, maybe be a wise voice and at a certain time you have to just like understand that like it's not about you. And I, the, I can see the counter argument or the devil's advocate would be maybe that's the, 
maybe that's the human existence. Like if we have the capacity to get intelligent enough to extend our life another hundred years, maybe that's human nature. Maybe in, you know, 2060 or year 3000, we're supposed to live to 200. Just like, you know, a hundred years ago, we lived till we were 40 or whatever right. it was. Like maybe that's human nature for us to develop and, and develop this technology. But I still, I See, and that's the thing too. It's like, I don't, like whoever's making the technology is probably super smart, but I don't think the rest of us are evolving in that, in that way. Like, I feel like if anything, we're losing connection with other people. Like we seem to be like, like addicted to the technology, but we're losing like what it is to be human. And now you're just going to jump us into this technological world forever. Like that, that, that's why it seems like hell. Like we already are losing basic fundamentals of being a human being, like having community, having real love, having real connections. And then we're just supposed to survive and thrive forever in the, you know, in the interweb. Yeah. Like it's freaky, man. So what if it was, what if it wasn't even in the web? What if it was just living in this earth? But we just live forever. Yeah. You take, you get on this IV once a week and it just how many have all these stem cells many, and regeneration how many fucking new year new me do you want to do hey year 350 new year new me i'm now this the goal is to read 700 books this year and i'm gonna lose another 10 pounds hey you've been doing this for fucking 500 years see i i don't you know like i agree with you yeah like I'd, I'd like to see i'd like to meet my grandkids one day and see my grandkids like you know grow up a little bit and then i'm like hey man i've I've kind of done my time here. <laughs> and well, that's the other thing. That's why I, th I think like it's, it's, it's kind of messed up that a lot of those, like, like I wonder if they've done a psychedelic before and a lot of people that haven't done a psychedelic, this conversation is going to go right fucking past you. Yeah. Um, I want to go to that world when I die. That's the next phase for me. Yeah. I've gotten a glimpse of it. And in my head, that's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to get taken from me. That's the next evolution of, of our kind when we die whatever our consciousness or that energy is going to float over there mm -hmm. get to exist there now and then i'll probably die in that world and float to the next one like that's <laughs> literally what i feel like happens yeah. so if you trap me here forever like i think that that's hell yeah i don't want it yeah yeah let's eventually wrap this shit up you know yeah yeah are you afraid of death yes or no um a yes or no response to that is kind of like, I, I don't want to die right now, Yeah. but I don't know if I'm afraid of it. Like, I don't, <clears throat> I don't fear like when I die that it's just going to be like a dark hole or like, I don't fear going to hell or like some scary place. I just feel like that's a natural cycle of being a human and mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to die and I'm literally going to go somewhere else and experience something kind of like this, but different. I would like to say, no, I'm not. But <clears throat> if I found out I was going to die, like. I'm sure I'd be devastated. That's what I mean. Like, I, I don't want to die right now. Yeah. But like if, yeah, I, I the, I, I don't fear the death itself. I just don't want to die right now. I got yeah. shit to do. Yeah. yeah. I've made fucking goals for this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. That would be a scary thing to be terrified of, of death and just for sure. ignore every possibility and aspect and just try to shove that little thought away and be like, don't think about that right now. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I've, I don't know. I don't think I have that. Like, yeah. um, I know religion can sometimes, it, it goes two ways. Sometimes I think super religious people can like view death as like this beautiful thing. Cause they're very confident they're going to go to the good part of their, <laughs> their afterlife, but it can also install a lot of fear in you 
terrified <clears throat> of hell. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, the, the bad place is yeah. in your religion. But yeah, you can make you just live in fear. And so like I've, I remember like even with my, um, um, my grandma, my mom's mom, uh, when I last saw her, I could tell she was terrified, mm-hmm. you know, just the questions she would ask, like asking me if I was ready for, for judgment. And I'm like, are you ready? Cause you're the, you're, you're knocking on the door. Yeah. I'm young as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Crazy, yeah, man. it's just, it's wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know how we're talking about Patrick, bet David, yeah. how he had like the one word, one word for like yeah. a year. Yeah. It was almost like he did it at the end of the year. And then like at the beginning of the year. Um, but anyway, somebody actually messaged, messaged us and they said that because of our last podcast, they came up with like one word for the mm-hmm. year. So that was kind of cool. They were like, they said that really helped them. It made sense to them. It was just so simple. Yeah. Instead of having like all these like crazy intricate goals, you yeah. just kind of have one word that helps like ground you <clears throat> and bring you back to that one word. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that Patrick bet David, he said like the word for 2022 was canceled. A lot of people are getting canceled. He thinks the word for 2023 is going to be investigations. Mm-hmm. Three things that we can maybe dive into. Andrew Tate being arrested. Logan Paul has something going on with him. And Bill Gates. So speaking of investigations, Andrew Tate just went to Our jail. boy got locked up. <laughs> yeah, top G. Top G shit. What do you think Yeah, I heard that? about that. I, I think it's to be expected. He expected it. This happened to him before. Um... He frustrates the hell out of the left. He's got a lot of enemies because he's so outspoken. People are doing what they can, investigating what they can to try to put this guy away. Um, I felt like sooner or later, and and probably for a long time, this kind of thing is going to keep happening. Um, Do I think he was really human trafficking? No, I don't. Maybe he's in deep. Maybe he's going to have to deal with this shit for a while, but... um, I don't think he's a human trafficker. I think this is something, this is a hurdle he's going to have to deal with. It, it, it is interesting. Hey, like, yeah. Cause for one, he did say this on a podcast. Like when you, when you go against like big government, it, like sometimes we watch these movies and we see these, like the government plotting and we're like, that's just a fucking movie. But I, I wonder how much like really shady things go on. Like if somebody like Andrew Tate, who's the most Googled man of 2022, obviously very influential, like, does the government like want a guy like that to be like finished because he said it comes in phases first they'll try to cancel you then they'll try to arrest you then they'll try to kill you he's on stage two right now they're they're trying to like you know they um trying to like pin something on him or maybe he is a piece of shit and he's human sex trafficking we don't know right now i think he got arrested and then let go within 45 minutes from what i understand i think they released him right away because they investigated his house they interviewed everyone on the premise they found nothing so they backed off grant cardone had a good point um to play devil's advocate to my perspective he said anybody that has six different passports like andrew tate does usually doesn't do everything by the books. Right. So it's like, why do you need that many? Maybe it's above my scope of understanding and it's a legitimate thing, but we do know he had this, um, like scamming kind of a business to initially make money with his His webcam girls. Exactly. So yeah. And he brought that up on the podcast. So he said he had, there was five webcam girls that he was working with. Two of them stayed at his house. According to him, 
the reason they stayed was because on their own, without Andrew Tate, they made about two grand by themselves. When they joined Andrew Tate and his marketing, they made 10 grand. Andrew Tate would keep five, they'd get paid five. Yeah. So even though like they were splitting it 50-50, they're still making over double what they would make on exactly. their own. And so these webcam girls who, like, look, it's it's a OnlyFans page. Like, a bunch of girls are doing it, but if when you have somebody who can market like Andrew Tate, they're like, yeah, I'm just latch myself to this guy. Yeah. But again, yeah, like I don't, I, I'm hoping that this is not a real thing. Like I hope he's not selling humans for sexual things. That's fucked up. And like, if he is fuck him, he can go to jail. I don't think he is. He's had, had no proof has been landed on him so yeah. far. It's all hearsay, all speculation. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. I, I don't, unless you can prove that he did that and he admits to it, I don't think he did it. And, yeah. and here's another good point that they had. He's very open that he, he lives in Romania. Apparently the Romanian government is very corrupt when it comes to money. They'll do anything for money. Yeah. He has a lot of people that want him locked up because he's dangerous. He speaks a lot of the truth. He's very outspoken. There's a lot of people with a lot of money that don't like him that would probably be willing to give a lot of money to the Romanian government to, to do this to him. There's even women coming out saying that they were offered $50,000 to throw Andrew Tate under the bus yeah, and like to claim that he did something exactly. like aggressive towards them and like, exactly. And that's the, that's the tough thing is like, man, it's so hard to know who to believe. And look, Andrew Tate, I'll say this. He has the personality trait of someone who might be doing that. Like this super, like aggressive, opinionated, like dress and super sharp, like multimillionaire. You're just kind of like, he's so good with his words. I'm like, I, I would, I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised. Like mm -hmm. if all of a sudden, like they were like, oh yeah, we got him hundred percent guilty. This guy was, um, trafficking humans, <laughs> women. I would be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I hope not billionaire type character. Like, yeah. You know, like I hope that he's just like more of like a, like a really good troll and he's saying all this fucked up shit yeah. just to get under people's skin. And like, he's a character, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I innocent until proven guilty. I don't think he's doing that shit. I think he's going to continue to have a bunch of people after him and trying to put him away. Yeah. It's just part of his role. But like they were saying too, on, on the PBD podcast, um, Man, it's uh, it's a risky thing to do what he does, to be so outspoken and so bold with your opinions and statements when you have that big of a reach. Yeah. Like the families like the Rockefellers and whoever else, like some of the most wealthy families in the world, they slurk in the shadows. They stick to themselves. Yeah. They're not very opinionated. They're over here making this, you know, gargantuous amount of money. They want to keep things under wrap. They don't want to make enemies. They're not going to state their bold opinions. Right. Andrew Tate took the opposite approach. He's thinking, hey, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. I don't care who I offend. And when you do that, you're going to have enemies. And 100%. you're going to have very, very, very rich enemies. You're going to have political yeah. enemies. Because the things you say, like, move move oceans, you know? like. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. And like, that's why like, I like that um, Patrick Bet David said, like, you need better alliances. And like the one thing with Andrew Tate, or not the one thing, but one of the one of his biggest downfalls or faults in how he marketed himself was he marketed to younger people. Like I think it took a little while for the, some older people to tune into him and actually like mm. listen to him. Um, but for a while, like he was just doing like um, like Twitch streams and like it's a bunch of kids playing video games, and he's you know he's probably it's probably again like 
do I think he has a like a strong character in in some ways? Yes, in other ways, probably not. Like I I think he is a salesman. I think he's all about money. Um, I think he's got a lot of good value, but I think he marketed to like younger people. And so when you talk mad shit about the government, all these like the left wing people and all these institutions, and you don't have like a strong foundation of people supporting you, just a bunch of kids and like fucking YouTubers, like government's like, Oh, let's steamroll this guy. Fuck him. Yeah. He's not a Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like if the government tries to attack Rogan or like, even like they tried to like attack him, Rogan just comes out with an apology, moves on his life. They, they try to attack Dana White. Dana White's got every superstar under the fucking sun supporting him. Donald Trump. Like, so people are like a little more hesitant to like attack certain people that have strong alliances. You know, it's like country. Like you don't want to attack this country because they got Russia or China backing them. You don't want to attack Dana White because you know the NFL and all these massive corporations support him. Yeah. Do you know what he kind of reminds me of Andrew Tate? Um, there's some rappers out there that are very lyrical, very talented. They could put out like battle rap type stuff that's like highly intelligent, but they know that that doesn't sell. Right. So they say simple right. things and they talk <clears throat> about money and hoes and lean and weed and all right. this shit because it sells. Right. I feel like Andrew Tate's that guy where he could drop some real knowledge, but instead he's like, yeah. fuck feminists. Right. Yeah. And then he's, he's you know, he just has all this attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, the year of investigations and so now, uh, Logan Paul. So what's up with Logan Paul? What's, what's happening? Logan Paul is getting caught up. So they, they didn't post an impulsive podcast. They missed a week. Okay. They posted a highlight reel of other podcasts because they didn't want to take the fire that they're in right now. And so like a lot of people don't know about this, but I, I randomly stumbled upon this guy, Coffeezilla. So Coffeezilla is kind of like a Mr. Beast, like a huge YouTube name, but Coffeezilla, he does a little bit of a different style of social media. He investigates people that he thinks are scamming people. So kind of like more plates, more dates, but not about steroids. Yeah. So like this YouTuber who makes it very video friendly, like, bro, I watch an hour and a half video of him ripping on Logan Paul and this entire scam. Wow. That's how intrigued I was. Cause he's just, wow. a, he's a professional. He's like Mr. Beast, but investigations. Wow. So he's chopping it up and editing and he's got awesome proof. So anyway, Logan Paul and three other guys, his manager, some other crypto guy and some marketing programmer, um, they all get together this coffeezilla is sharing the text messages they had these four guys literally put this idea together just to make money they made a game that was like kind of a supposed to be like a crypto game where like the more you play the more you could make money they make this app and they make this game the game was faulty from day one nobody made money you couldn't but they they got investors to invest <clears throat> They got people to buy their stocks and buy these crypto eggs, they called it. Logan Paul, like he said, they did so much, um, they put so much time and effort into hand drawing each little um, piece of art that you buy and you can exchange it and blah, blah, blah. It was all a fraud, all fake. They made millions of dollars off their own fans. I was watching podcasts where Logan Paul would market this thing and talk about how proud he was of this new project and like it's just going to change the whole game and man the way that Coffeezilla puts it together you're like wow Logan Paul is a scumbag wow I unfollowed all their shit off social media like maybe I'll go back but I'm like I don't even want to fuck with these guys man that's so shady yeah and he interviews these people that invested money and they trusted Logan Paul and and it just at this point like 
I'm just not, I can't be shocked anymore when like, I don't know, an Andrew Tate gets arrested. Logan yeah. Paul's caught for a scam. Yeah. And speaking of investigations, Bill Gates was in that CoffeeZilla's um, page as well. Mm. So he's being investigated by CoffeeZilla. Bill Gates has been caught in probably 10 different lies trying to deny how closely related and how close of a friend Jeffrey Epstein was. Mm. Bill Gates, CoffeeZilla <clears throat> shows obvious lies in his story of how he didn't, he's never been to Florida with him before. You did. He's never, he only met him once, met him dozens of times. As soon as that fact gets revealed, I've never been to Florida with him and you found out you did. It's like, okay, we have to discredit every, everything you Dude. say now. And, and now, so CoffeeZilla, once he smells one lie, that guy's just on you. Yeah. And now he's like finding old articles and he's, he's connecting dots. Yeah. And like this YouTuber is just literally doing like a police officer's job. And so while everyone is focused on Andrew Tate, here's the email list of Jeffrey Epstein. Nobody's talking about that anymore. Hmm. Like you got guys like Bill Gates, who was like a spokesperson for vaccines all of a sudden during the pandemic. Like that guy was lying about how often he was with Jeffrey Epstein. Why? Just to protect his image or was he fucking kids on an island? Like and that's see, the, that, that's the investigation part where you're like, oh, shit, we'll see. And this is what they do. You could argue Andrew Tate is the most famous man on the planet this year in 2022. What better way to sweep some real dark shit under right. the rug than put the most... Google searched man in the world on blast for human trafficking yeah. and being arrested. People were so pumped about his downfall. Yeah. Sharing shit right away. Look, look, look. Yeah. Before they even reshared Andrew Tate's arrest, he was already out. Yeah. They already released him. They probably passed a bill while this is happening too in the yeah. States. Yeah. You know? Well, like... man, somebody sent me a video. It's actually uh, Sebastian. He sent me a video and it was, um, I don't know who it was, but the guy was talking about that exact thing. He's like, a lot of people ask, um, why do pro athletes get paid so much? And he said, uh, I think he called it the Roman circus. So Roman empire days when like there was a lot of civil unrest and people were like living in poverty and people <clears throat> were freaking out. They just put the gladiators on here. Look at this fun show. You can watch Spectacle. lions kill fucking people like, yay. Like let's forget about all the other shit. Yeah. They put a spect uh, spectacle on. So now you have all these like athletes getting paid millions of dollars. We want to see the nice watches they wear on the interviews. And we want to see the, the new pair of shoes that we're so like obsessed with like entertainment that we forget about the Epstein Epstein's email list. Yeah. They have it. They just aren't showing it. Yeah. Like we know there's a bunch of people that are probably in politics who are going to that island frequently. Bill Gates is probably one of them, but we're like, fuck Andrew Tate. And yeah, maybe fuck Andrew Tate, but let's not forget about some heavy hitters that are actually yeah. like changing the way we live our lives, changing the economy, like going to war, like real political heads. It's so funny that this is just the reality of, of the world. Like when the leaders are in some dark shit, the government just like dangles candy <laughs> yeah. and we're all just like, Hey, look, it's candy. Look at the colors. Yeah, and that's just dude. how we live, you know? Yeah, man. So yeah, it's just, it's wild. Like those three people, I just been kind of watching like what's been happening. Like, yeah, Andrew Tate, Logan Paul, Bill Gates, and man, so many others, I'm sure. It's going to be a year, year of investigating. <laughs> Logan Paul really does remind me of somebody that can be bought and sold over and over 100%. again for money and for clout, 100%. you know? hundred percent. Um, I was watching, I didn't finish it. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, I can't remember her name, but Jeffrey Epstein, the, the, the gal he worked with. Okay. She's yeah. She, yeah. And she's like, she like might be more dark than Jeffrey Epstein, but that's a scary thing because people want to like, women are more trustworthy. For sure. And when you like have nurturing nature 
And you know what? People are good and people are bad. It's not a gender thing. There's some bad women out there. And yep. she was a bad woman. And she was luring in these young girls who trusted this, Ugh. you know, uh, th this female figure and feeding them right to Jeffrey. And she was a part of everything. And like, she was like that since she was young. And she's just like a dark person, man. And it reminds me, like, you see these movies, but this, this shit happens when people go, you know, on a trip somewhere in Europe and this cute little blonde girl gets them to come to this party, these girls, and they come and it's, you know, I get sucked into a ring of human trafficking and that sort of thing. And like, people want to look for the good in people and trust these oh. innocent looking women, but it's like they're, everyone Man, wears a mask. It's so dark. And that, that's the other thing too. Like I, I, I think about like, I think about like a guy like Andrew Tate. And again, if, if he is doing that, fuck that guy. But imagine if he's not. Think about everyone that was so quick to just point the finger big, ha, scumbag, like go to jail forever. Imagine if he's actually not and he's just like a polarizing, he's a, like a trolling comedian, I don't know, asshole. Yeah. Being a trolling comedian asshole and like pushing people's buttons is one thing, but then accusing someone of selling human beings is another. Like I, again, I, Bill Gates too. I hope he's not. But why are you lying about your relationship with Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. Is it just to protect your image or were you going to that island to do some dark ass shit like a lot of these other people? Yeah. And that's where you're like, God damn, like again, innocent until proven guilty. But it's just like if you're drunk and you piss outside somewhere and you realize there's a school ground within this many meters and now you're a, you're on the sexual, what is it? Um, the, um, oh yeah. Sexual whatever list. Yeah. It's like predator, sexual predator list or something. Even if you didn't really do anything with that, if you Google your name and you're attached oh, to that, yeah. you're discredited forever. Yeah. Human sex trafficking attached to Andrew's name. He, he could be a 100% guilty with no proof or evidence of this. You're always going to see that badge by his name yeah. now forever. Yeah. Well, that, that's fucked up. That's the other thing when people are like super quick to repost things before like, and again, they probably wouldn't do that if it was someone on their side of the fence. Yeah. Right? Like if you saw exactly. the downfall of someone that you, maybe you like Justin Trudeau, like I don't see you reposting all the negative shit that's happened to him yeah. or like a Joe Biden. But as soon as someone on the other side, they don't like resend immediately. I don't even need to know the facts. I don't even need to know if it, like our court system did it justice. Just here, look, it's like a, when a UFC fighter gets popped for steroids, but then they actually pop, like it was something else. Yeah. It's too late. Tainted supplement or something. Tainted character now too. Yeah. So like now all the people saw was, oh, this guy took steroids. But then he'd be like, no, like they actually, it, it was actually a tainted supplement or like there wasn't steroids in me. It was a faulty test. It's too late. It's like, sorry. People already saw your name, steroids, you're guilty. Yeah. And people aren't going to investigate deeper and look at the truth. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's the headline. This exactly. guy's fucked up. That's the crazy thing about Jeffrey Epstein is the amount of leverage he had. Because he, like Bill Clinton, all these political figures, all these staples in the system. He's like, I got dirt on you, 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 you. You can't Dude. do shit to me. Dude, it's crazy, crazy man. I know it's crazy. Sometimes you watch these movies and like... It, 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 you're like, is, is this happening? Yeah. Like it's not, I don't, I don't know if it's just a movie. Like, I feel like when you're like in politics, man, it would be tough to not just be a corrupt scumbag. You have so much money and power, you know? Do you want to be cool? Speaking of death before, if once we died, you got to like sit down at a big 
oval table with God and he's like, okay, like, what do you want to know? We yeah, can give you yeah. all the truth. Right. Here's where all the bodies are hidden under, you yeah. know, the different yeah. governments. Right. Um, this person was lying here. This person is honest here. Here's where this guy really is. Bill Gates did this. It's like Andrew Tate didn't do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting. It's like, oh, okay, it all adds <laughs> up. That's kind of yeah, makes sense. It's so funny. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, the PBD podcast before. So I, this weekend we was I was with family and. Um, have you ever seen that Antonio Brown, the AB hit that gave him the concussion that everybody talks I about? I did, yeah, because I, I think I, I think they played it on one of their podcasts, and I think that's when I saw okay. it. Okay, I seen it for the first time on the weekend. Man, it's it's sad. Huh. Like, it's like a car crash, and the way that he he drops, like you know, when somebody gets a brutal UFC knockout head kick, and they like drop to their tailbone and their spine like bends and yeah. they like fling back. The way he hits the ground and his body just flings like that is just disturbing. And it it's actually sad, to, mm. you know? And it's like that one, like if you were an inch to the side, like your whole life would be a different right. way. And seeing that hit that potentially could have given him CTE, it makes me have more empathy to the fact that he might be dealing with CTE and... You know, you hear about this, like when serious brain trauma, how it can disconnect some things in your brain and it can make you more irritable, more depressed, more prone to get angry. Addictive like it, personality. it makes sense that he's so like hot and so triggered yeah. and so irritated and just like he can snap. I mean, what the fuck do I know? This could be complete speculation, but seeing a guy get hit like that and then thinking how much of a snap show he is now it's almost sad to me i'm like fuck like maybe he was like that before maybe he's just a right. hothead but i'm like man this guy like especially like what you like we were talking about people's past and their stories of like what made them who they are you know you think about david goggins what you think about that guy like he grew up in a rough environment all the trauma on top of head trauma so it's like yeah. you were you were fucked from the jump. Came just out of Liberty City, son. Yeah, like just based <laughs> off your upbringing, you were already like, um, uh, uh, what's what's it called? Um, um, not a good head start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you didn't grow up in the suburbs, some rich area. Yeah. Like you were already fucked. Yeah, and then you got head trauma on top of that. Yeah, it's like David Goggins. Like he was fucked from the get go. That's what he says in the book. Like he, I remember there's a point where he, after like Bud's training, where he had to do it again because he blew his knee out. He like said to his mom, like he just had a moment of like weakness where he just broke down. Was like, my life has only gotten harder. Nothing ever seems like it's easy for me mm. like i get from my dad kicking my ass finally find, find another guy he gets shot five times he saw a six-year-old get ran over by a bus and see his brains get splattered um he got beat up bullied racist comments like all these like negative things and then he goes to do buds training passes it but then blows his knee out so then he has to start to start over again <clears throat> and just all these things and he's like mom i'm just like i can't yeah, do this anymore obstacle after obstacle yeah but then, yeah, that's I'm, I'm at that stage right now where I think he's starting to learn to just go head on yeah. and just fight it, fight the devil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you ever see that Aaron Hernandez documentary years ago? He was a like promising NFL football player and then he went and like killed people and shit. No. They did brain scans of him and oh. he was in his like mid twenties and he had the brain of like an 80 year old man. God damn. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Hmm. So 2023, 
Yeah. Did you, did, did you get a cut? You don't have to share it, but did you make like a word or two or did you make some goals or are you, I didn't really make like a word or two and I'm still thinking about that. Um, I don't want to, uh, I can't force it, Yeah. but, um, I did like have some goals that I don't know if I'll share. Um, but I do like the idea of like having, um, like a financial goal, a physical goal, a spiritual goal, educational goal, like the, like mm, things like that. I like that. Like an educational goal. Like I, I promised myself I'd do one, go to one seminar, martial art wise, um, and I'm going to read more stories. I want to start learning through stories more yeah. so than like, you know, fucking here's a habit yeah, book here's, or a fucking whatever. Yeah, 10 ways to bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but th- th- that's one. Um, physical goal. I want to get myself to 190 pounds by the end of the year of like muscle. So I want to put on like around like a pound, a pound a month of muscle. Um, I want to fight twice, one at 155, one at uh, 170. Um, Relationship goals. Aaron and I had a good little, um, yeah, we, I got some Hennessy. (laughs) We had had, uh, two shots of Hennessy (laughs) and just like kind of talked about us. We're like, look, like, and what we came to realize there's one goal for us that will help us in many ways. Um, we got a little off track and lazy with it. We just didn't prioritize our relationship and we were both like, we're so good at prioritizing ourselves, but we're, we're like neglecting our, our relationship together. So we just went back to like our, our going on a date once every two weeks, but like we have to be disciplined. That's priority mm. without that. We don't have a relationship. Cause I, we talked and I was like, look, imagine, Imagine where we would be if we didn't go on any dates this year and then we had a conversation at the end of the year. Now imagine if we went on a date, no matter what, every two weeks, that's two unique dates a month by by the end of the year. We, we're going to be different people. We're going to be closer together. We're going to learn things that we didn't know about each other because we're doing new things together, mm-hmm. have more excitement, <clears throat> sex life improves, finances improve. You're just happier. You're just like... Yeah. So like, we're like, look, that that's all we're doing. Yeah. Let's just hone in on that goal. Everything else will improve. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know if I want to like share my stuff, but I have like a financial goal, a martial arts goal. I have a couple words. I'm still trying to not force it at the same time. Yeah. But, um, I really do like that word approach too. Just that one or two or even three yeah. just words that can ground you. Cause if you have those words solidified, they'll come to mind like many times during the day and it yeah. might, maybe you're going to meet a friend or something. It might be like, okay, like calm. That's my demeanor, right. you know, whatever it is. Right. I think it could really help, you know, yeah. but yeah. I like that relationship goals too. Trying to like, yeah, more of an interdependent goal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And again, like these things might change, but it's just, yeah, it, it was good that we, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a bunch of other goals that I don't want to share, but those are just ones that I, yeah. I'll talk about yeah. pretty Hell easily. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, that was the other thing too that I thought about cause with the word thing. Um, like if it's if something's working, like you don't always have to like fix it. And I liked the results I had from last year, and so like in my head, I'm like, is there a phrase that I can just like just stay on course? Like maybe it's just a phrase. Yeah. yeah. Where if all of a sudden I get pulled in some fucking weird direction, I can just mm-hmm. be like, stay on course, man. Like keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you just keep showing up, keep marketing your social media, keep being the best coach you can be, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Have your fights, build reputation, mm-hmm. build your experience. 
But yeah, just part of me was like, just stay on track. I don't need to do this. Reinvent the wheel. Exactly. You know, throw a bunch of new shit for what? Yeah. I liked my results before. Totally. So yeah, if you like your results, then maybe you don't need anything new. Maybe just stay yeah. on track. If it's working for you, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Well, 2023, this one's going to come out a little bit late today, but we'll have another one later this week. And Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and hopefully uh, if this fight goes through, we'll have lots more fight stuff to talk about. Hell yeah. Possible fight in the future. So Hell yeah. We'll see. Fuck yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Happy New Year, everybody.